was well, it was sometime last year, but it doesn't feel like it's been a full year. I don't think it's been a full year. Yeah, it might have been a full year, but, but I don't you know, think when so. you're 57 years old, two years in a row, everything starts to run together. Which is actually 114, right? <laughs> right, right. In the total, if I added them up. So how's how's life? How's it going? Well, it's great. It is. It's great to be 57 again. <laughs> so um, I'll never forget that we were you were arguing with me, and I'm like Todd. I know how old I am. Yeah. And you said yeah, you're. You're younger than me, Bob, by a little bit, and I ran the numbers, and sure enough, all last year I was telling people I was 57, now I'm 57 again. And the good thing about being 57, you don't have to worry about dying young. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's a good thing. Um, and then people who don't have iPhones are really, like, weirdly, like, they're like ex-smokers. What? They they don't have iPhones, and they're, they're like, seriously, like, I would, I would never own one of those crappy <clears throat> iPhones. It's, that's nuts. It's, yeah. You're, you're, but you're putting yourself in a category, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, I, I, uh, but but it's, like, it screws up group text. Yeah. And, and then I can't ever text from the airplane. Yeah. So. I wonder uh, why that is. Because they're evil. Evil. There's no question they're not evil. Hmm. They're not evil. So, so what are you doing? What do you got planned for today? Um, I, to, to hang out with you. Really? Yeah. To be. <laughs> really? <laughs> to start? To start. That's a start. To, All right. Just to see what's going on. All right. Well, we're going to have fun. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, hi, everybody. It's the Pre Accident Podcast. I'm Todd Conklin. This is the most exciting podcast introduction ever because you get to meet my friend, Little Curly. So little Curly is my friend, and Curly and I are going to talk about the world and things interesting um, as it progresses. Okay, so Curly, I've thought about this a bunch. If you could have a superpower, any superpower, I mean, yeah. get, you know, keep it podcastable. Right. So don't do anything right. like creepy or yeah. weird or weirdly creepy or anything. If you could have a superpower, what would your superpower be and why? Wow. I know, it's great. I didn't that, even warn you. Yeah, this is like totally like, okay. like whammo, boom, yeah. out of the blue. Yeah. What, what's your superpower? Yeah, if, um, to be really strong, be invisible. I mean, what are the what well, are the options? Are, you know, well, to fly? I think being able to fly would be really fun. Really? I think it'd be fun. That's I, your I, don't, I don't know if I could do any, if I could, you know, make the world a better place by flying, but it, it would be fun for me. See, I would like to be able to cure sicknesses. Yeah, see, that's you're very altruistic. And but I don't know if that's altruistic or selfish. Yeah. yeah. But that's the one that enters yeah. my mind. Flying, you can fly now. If you have enough that's money and you make United Airlines mad at you. United, I got their new, you know United's changing stuff. United's changing. And their new slogan is, we're not happy till you're not happy. <laughs> I don't. I don't think no, that's, that's I don't think no. That's I think really that's going to be their new slogan. I think <laughs> I think that's totally their their new slogan. We're not happy until you're we're not, not happy. happy until you're not happy. So last night I'm flying home, and uh, we're in the fabulous Houston. So I'm connecting from Toronto down to Houston, Houston to New Mexico, and we get on the plane, and it's uh, pretty crazy. And I'm sitting by probably uh, I don't know, probably I'd say probably a twelve year old boy. Really, really a fun kid, really smart, and he's he's telling me stuff. But partially because the I couldn't figure out where to plug the headphones in in the seat to watch TV. And, oh. and it was a weird place to plug yeah, the headphones yeah. in. So he's telling me stuff. 
really, really disinterested kid. So we're sitting there on the plane, and he's explaining to me how. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the stuff he told me. It was very interesting. Um, that the mosquito is the only animal on Earth that has no purpose. That's And he said, I looked okay. it up. He okay. said, I looked this up a lot. Okay. He said, even flies have a purpose, but mosquitoes have no purpose. And I said, I think the mosquito's purpose is to make you mad. Yeah. And he fell for that. So anyway, long story short, that's that's the sidebar. We roll out to the tarmac and immediately stop for a half hour while a coyote is removed from the runway. 30-minute yeah. delay, complete ground stop, Houston, big airport, coyote removed mm-hmm. from the runway. Yeah. And he was, that little kid was so dang excited. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, it was just like, that was, because this kid's clearly going to be a little engineer. Right. Really kind of a genius kid. Oh, my God. The whole notion that a coyote... Then he started saying, if they turn the jet engines on, we could sit and look out our window and watch the coyote get sucked into the engine. I thought this wow. kid was pretty charming. Yeah, okay. like, sort of a wily coyote. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I was going with it. So did it's, you actually see the coyote? No. God, yeah. no. Did, no do, you, do you really think it existed? No, because, I think they're liars. Because I think United Airlines is not happy until well, I'm not happy. <clears throat> right. So with their new slogan. Their new slogan. They, they might be making up stuff all the time now. I think it could have been American, too. That's... This week yeah. was crazy because American had, I I went to the airport in Raleigh. I went to this uh, biopharmaceutical meeting, and the line just to get to the counter for American was out the door because they're doing some kind of a, a labor slowdown a little bit. I think is what they're calling it. So, so it's interesting. <laughs> it's definitely an interesting thing. So, so that's cool. So, are you interested in hearing Bob's podcast? Sure. The reason you're on the podcast is because. Uh, my friend Curly, we've been friends a long, long time. Long time. I have two friends who had the same problem this year, mm-hmm. and that is they both thought they were a year older than yeah. they really were. Yeah. Bob talks about it in the intro of this podcast. Curly talked about it. Uh, that's fine. That's just a function of old age. These guys are old and feeble-minded. <laughs> uh, what I think is interesting is when they discover they're not a year older, it's 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 rejuvenating. You get it's, a whole year. I know. It's like Ponce de Leon. Right. It's like the fountain of youth. So the fountain of youth truly is that in this case, just think you're a year older, and when you realize you're wrong, you feel a year younger. Yeah. So age really is a frame of mind. It is. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Well, let's listen to what uh, Bob has to say. Thanks for uh, talking to me today. This was uh, actually quite interesting. You're a very interesting person. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, you're... You're deep <laughs> and meaningful. Okay. And quite old, actually. Uh, yeah. 59? Yeah. 57. 59. Yeah. 59 years old. You're 59. You're old man. <clears throat> old man. All right. Here's Bob Edwards. Enjoy. Yeah, that, we can check that box. Yeah, that, no that box is checked. Will not die young, right, so right. I'm not going to be dying young. Right. And how's uh, how's business? Are you out there changing lives and taking names, or taking names and changing lives? Mostly just trying to remember what flight I'm supposed to be on next, and wondering why I'm at wherever I'm at, or where I'm going to be next. You ever, yeah. Do you ever wake up in the morning and go like, "Where am I at today?" Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes. Have yeah. you ever flown into a town and not known where, you, where you're supposed to go? You're like, "Oh, I'm supposed to be in Pittsburgh," but I have no idea where yeah, in Pittsburgh, and it's a pretty big town. Yep. But I've only actually showed up to the wrong place once, and that's when I had that road trip. Remember a couple of years back, and, and the next day I was supposed to meet with you and Helen? Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I just, like, I got to the site and called, and they said, well, we, don't, we didn't get approval for you to come in. And so I said, no problem. I'm driving on to hang out with Todd and Helen. 
and got a little extra time with you guys. Sweet. So that's not too bad in whatever many years we've been doing this. Yeah, no, that's pretty good, I would think. How many miles do you think you've flown? At least 100. So what's interesting 100 is... 100 miles, yeah, 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 at least. Yeah. No, I've gone over a half a million, I know, with American Airlines alone, So and that's the main one. I, I, we're sitting on this little balcony this evening doing this podcast, and it reminds me of the time we were in Hungary before uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. GE, right? And we're watching the boats go by. Here we're just watching people get mugged in the streets, but, you know, different town. Um, but it's kind of uh, reminiscent of the t- when we were sitting there and talking about where's this hop thing going, and should we, should I, should I come out and help? Or Right? Remember that conversation? Yeah. We were on the executive lounge at the Hilton Budapest on the Buddha side. Right, watching the riverboats go by. Yeah, on the Danube. It was the Danube. And we were at this big outdoor patio, I guess. I mean, I don't know what else you call it, on the top of the hotel. It was a gorgeous evening. Yep. And And they had amazing food. They had amazing food, yep. So and that's where it all started for you. I know. That, so that's when you, you made your decision to do it? It is where I made my decision. And now look how far we've come. Now we're in a kind of a dangerous part of town, sitting on a balcony, watching <laughs> a, people get mugged. In a dangerous hotel. In a dangerous hotel. Well, right? Not the murder hotel. <laughs> but I haven't talked about that on the podcast yet. So okay. we have to save the murder save hotel story. Later. That's a story we'll have to tell. <laughs> so are you glad you did it? Oh, my word. Uh, yeah. it's some. I mean, I, thankful every day. Even on the hard days when the travel is hard, I you know – and we we all have our war stories from the travel and stuff, but even on those days, I just think about how much I appreciate being able to be a part of this movement. Or what's the best part? Uh, meeting and working with all these amazing people that are that are actually changing their organizations. How do you get to ride in that thing? Oh, I don't know. What is that? It's, it's like a little monorail. monorail. Yes. So we watched at the net we, and the Danube. We watched the river boats, and here we're watching the a monorail, river. a little tiny monorail that rides on a little it. elevated. Yeah, and it's empty. It rides on a little <laughs> elevated track. It's huh? empty because cool. that's the murder part of town. So even the bad days are good. So what do you yeah. think? That, what's the most important thing you do? I mean, and that's a stupid question. In your opinion, what's the most rewarding thing you do? We'll sort of determine importance by rewarding. I think the most. Im- the most rewarding thing is when I see an organization that, and it sounds kind of corny, but really when they don't like need us at all, they're, they got it, they've, they've, they've built their own way forward with this. It feels like that's what we're supposed to do is share what we know, whatever amount that is, give them, like you say all the time, be generous, give them everything we can, and then let them they sort of create their own path forward. How'd they get there? How do, how, do, how do organizations that no longer need us get to no longer need us? I think it's when they've become so curious about this that they're learning it as fast or faster than we are and trying stuff out and doing lots of little changes. We've been talking about this a bunch. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sort of it, maybe it's not always this big, massive swing, you know, one big, huge thing all at once. Maybe it's lots of little changes. This is pretty controversial I I, mean, if you think about it. So I made you teach a slide today. We should tell people this that said have a bias towards experimentation, Yeah. which I think is a really important slide. And I think it's going getting to the same place you're getting to that that what we think we're going to do is change the organization dramatically, but what we really do is change the organization organization incrementally, yeah. one little bit at a time. So talk about that. Well, and it's actually a deliberate strategy. Is it recording? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's okay. good. No, it's good. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time when no, we get all the way totally through this thing. Totally like, the first time. Like, okay, we get to do that again. Um, yeah. So I and I think kind of even my thinking is big. You know. Big is good. Big is better, right? Let's make this big change. And but then I think, hey, look, there's two people on it now. Um, the the tram just went by again. That huh? thing's cool. It is. Um, 
Yeah, so I I think actually it may be better and more doable and maybe even safer, for the lack of a better word, to do lots of small, like the folks from the software gang keep telling us, like the little uh, the little small reversible changes. We'll talk about that. Right? So if I try something out, so let me say I've got my, uh, let's say I do observations. But my observations are really geared towards, I don't know, operator compliance. You know, do they follow the procedure? Do they have the PPE on? You know, did they zip their pants? You know, all that kind of stuff, right? And so... I come out there and I'm really kind of almost auditing for that stuff. Uh-huh. But let me just do a little kind of like, you know, I, I think I know Netflix is one of the companies because I kind of nickname it the Netflix edit. It's a little change. Let's make a little change and let's make lots of them. Let me make a change. Let me let me change that question about the procedure. Instead of saying, are you why aren't you following the procedure or are you following the procedure? Let me change that question just a little bit to say, to ask, is the procedure followable? And it's okay if it is, but it's also okay if it's not, or if part of it is and part of it's not. But I think now I just open the conversation up so where I can learn a little bit more about the blue line instead of thinking that I'm going to hold them to the line, the black line, right? Hold them to the procedure, and they, they better be following the procedure. So th- that's a little change. I can change one question, but I've actually changed the conversation. Well, it's kind of how, I mean, if you think about how cultures change. So anybody that can tell you they can change your culture, it's probably lying. First of all, that's that's I don't that seems crazy, but I think cultures do change. But I think they change one worker at a time. Small micro changes yep. equate into large cultural changes, and that's kind of what you're saying. I like how you contrast Netflix against Microsoft because I think that's a really interesting. Tell, right. tell talk about that. Well, so every, I mean, you're not picking on Microsoft, but it's no, just every no, time we love them. We, love them. we use we, all their yeah, stuff. Right. They're junk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But whenever they come out with a big, dramatic change, all I can think of is, Todd, I'm not going to know how to print a document, right? (laughs) How do I save a file? I mean, I went through the whole thing with those little tablet things where I just gave it to my nine-year-old son because I couldn't. It's like, this is too hard. I have to think too hard. Instead of little changes, it felt like a really big change. So I think I see more value in like how Netflix does all these little changes and you hardly even notice them. Maybe you don't even notice them, but the software just gets more reliable. It's more resilient. It's easier to use. It doesn't break down as much. It doesn't. But what they're doing is, as they've been teaching us, making a little change, testing it. If it didn't work right, well, they just back it up, fix it, change it. Right? It's that notion of sort of tri-storming or micro-experimenting a bunch. And so one of our big companies that we work with they were wanting a big swing because they were re- getting ready to redo their investigations. But the investigation person was not comfortable, like, just totally redoing it. So we talked a lot about maybe they should do start doing lots of small changes with their investigation process to create a more open dialogue. And so then I think the big swing is the small steps. So you did make a big swing change. Your big right. swing change is we're not doing a big rollout. We're going to do lots of little how do you document micro those micro changes? I well, mean, for management of change issues, I mean, or do right. you even need to? I mean, is that important? So I six sigma answer, right? It depends. Some things we need to document because they're things we have to track, we have to you know show in ISO documentation, whatever. But lots of things like you take a workstation out there in my factory where I used to work, you can change a workstation with some small adjustments, make the height a little better, make the part a little closer, make the edge a little less sharp. Right? Right. Without having to. So I don't, it's not a matter of documenting everything. It's a matter of documenting what makes, makes sense and what you, know, what you would need to be able to track for later, you know, changes or later 
uh, edits or whatever. Or repeatability. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or you want to do it in a bunch of places. Learning from mm-hmm. it, whatever the case is. But I think sometimes, Todd, we miss the opportunity to make the small things better locally for one or two people. What's, that's good. Why don't you know? I hear this all the time. Yeah, but then how do we roll this across our whole company? Well, I don't know if you even need to. Yeah, I think that's a good comment, and I think that's one of the one of the things that paralyzes organization is is the the fear that they can't roll this out. They can't take it to the aggregate to the entire global universe of what they do. And I wonder if they even want to do that. I mean, I, I think it's kind of egocentric to think that the culture of Jacksonville. Florida is the same as the culture of Seattle, Washington. I mean, they're, right. they're going to be different cultures, and they're going to need and require different things organizationally, certainly from the way work is done environmentally, contextually. All those things make a huge difference. But that's a big change. That's controversial as can be, man. Well, it's, it just seems like the right thing to do. It's like all this stuff. We're, we're actually trying it out, right? We're all practitioners of this stuff, and it just seems to make more sense and be easier to take those little small reversible steps and and then test it and see if it actually made it better, right? And and get the people that help you sort of define it. It's like we do with learning teams all the time. Help define the issue, the problems or whatever, and then help us figure out how to make it better. And I've also reached a point now where I hardly ever say we fixed it. Because I'm, I'm not sure that we really fix anything. Feels like maybe we make it better for today's conditions. But as we all know, Right, things continue to fall apart and decay, and what we put in place today may not be very valuable six months from now. But, but I think that's okay too, as long as we're continually looking at it and asking and listening, and and the people close to the work are helping us make it better. Well, and it's not only okay; every system runs degraded. I mean, right. our, even our best systems that we've created, that we finally tuned, that that are reliable and stable for us, are yep. degraded. Yep. And my, so we're going to have to make micro adjustments whether we want to or not. My 1996 Ford pickup truck, the, the handle on the inside of the driver's door broke. And for six months, I've been reaching out the window, <laughs> roll my window down, right? So I finally took it apart, and I put a big, strong backer plate in there that's going to last longer than the truck will last. And so I'm like, okay, I made that better. And I did. But now the one on the passenger <laughs> side is about to go, right? So we're always sort of battling the law of entropy, and it slowly wins, I guess. With hillbilly ingenuity. Well, with... Would you say it's hillbilly ingenuity? Are you a engineer? This are you designed. a hill, is it hillbilly? Is that offensive? Are you a no, hill, no, hill it's person? It's, no, no, I'm a I'm a Highlander for sure. Highlander, okay, yeah. just checking. Uh, Highlander, te- yeah, Hi- Highlander uh, engineering. Um, uh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, no, I did finite element analysis on this. I did 3D modeling of it. Oh no, I didn't. I just kind of played out of aluminum and built it. Look at me making my stuff go. Yeah. That's amazing. So summarize this micro experimentation in a way that people can take out of this podcast some knowledge. So, so if you want to make a change, whatever it is, if it's a change to a policy, if it's a change to a workstation, if it's a change to a procedure, a tool, right? In some cases, it may need the total workup and we're going to do a big rollout. But try, experiment with making small adjustments to it with the people that are needing to use it. Let them help you make those small adjustments. Let them try it out. Let's just take a tool, for example. If you've got an assembly tool... And it doesn't seem quite right. That cannot be cost effective. That's I know. That's, <laughs> this little thing that runs empty is a crack up. With two people each time or no people. Um, so anyway, we're easily distracted, aren't we? Well, it's a monorail. I uh, think we're okay being distracted by a right, monorail. Right. So say it's a tool, right? And, and we make an adjustment to it. Well, 
it was better or it was worse. I don't know till I actually try it out and work with it for a couple of days. But it also helps those. I think it helps those that are like, ah, it'll never work. I tried that back in '94, right? If if you say, well, hang on, let's let me just try something. Help me figure this out, right? Help me try something, a little change, and and see if we can make it better. If we don't, we'll put it back. And then I it like takes it. a little of that edge off from the the naysayers, the you know. Not invented here, guys. And it makes change really manageable. I mean, in a way, you're sort of uh, you're sort of acting people into being different. You're acting systems into changing, and you're doing it in small, really microscopic sort of experiments. I mean, these little tiny experiments. If they're good, keep them. If they're bad, don't keep them. It seems brilliant. What's next for you? What are you thinking? Well, if I could get my boat back. Won't you have it back soon? <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to have it back it's summer. months ago. I know, I know. Summer's going to come and go, and I'm going to be waiting on it. So I've, I've, the joke is is I've got all these parts and components all built and rebuilt, and they're all just hanging from the ceiling. So when I get the boat back, I'll back it in and drop everything in, and we'll be ready to go, but it won't work. Yeah, that's like that. I, in a dreamland. That's right, perfectly. That's right. Why is it delayed? Because, uh, well, actually, it's kind of a, along the same lines. The guy that's doing it is really taking the time to build the bottom end of the boat, the stringers and the foundational pieces, he said he's sorry it's taken so long, but he says if I don't get this right, it won't last. If I get this right, it'll last for 50 more years. So, you know, as much as I want it back, uh, I think I'd rather him do those small incremental adjustments until he gets it right the way he wants it. And and I think I'll be better off in the long completely run. Completely empty this time. It was not Not a soul. <laughs> not a soul in the monorail. Yeah. The lonely monorail. Yeah. Is it going to be uh, still butter yellow, canary yellow, whatever yellow? No, no it's going to be. It's the Dodge uh, Stealth, not Stealth, sorry, the Dodge Challenger 2018 yellow. It's called, uh, I think, Yellow Jacket or something like that. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it's going nice, to be, nice. be gorgeous. Well, we'll see in a couple of years when you get it. <laughs> right. Well, it's only a $1,500 boat. That's <laughs> yeah, that's for. how that works. <laughs> yeah, because you only have to spend money on a boat once, so you're going to be that's in, right. in, a, in, it'll be fine. I yes. promise it'll be fine. Thanks for your time, man. That was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about where this is all headed. Me too. We'll see. See you next time. Yep. All right, buddy. It's time to start our day. We've got burritos ordered at El Parasol, and the adventure begins from here. Anything you want to do specially important? Life is good. I mean, the burrito is enough. Yeah, really. I agree. I mean, if you got a burrito? Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's really nothing left really to say. Red chili. Red chili. That's good. Uh, sausage, yeah, and and it might be impossible sausage because you know they're trying to sneak that into stuff now. Are they really? Yeah, no, they're not. No, they are, are totally. They really? Yeah, uh, you, you can't, can't tell the difference though. I hear. Well, I I've never had it yet. So or or have you? Well, see, I don't know. <laughs> I know that's I how it had is. it. I don't know. All right, so our adventure is going to begin. If you want to join us, just look for Todd and Curly. We're going to be going around town eating burritos and stuff. But until then, <laughs> thanks for your time. I mean, really, thanks for your time. We're going to have fun. You should, too. It's the middle of summer. Might I mean, as well. You, yeah, might as well have a good time. Uh, so learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. And for goodness sakes, be safe. Is that enough? Yeah. Okay. We're done. It's that easy. Then you just shut this thing off, and we're out of here. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. <laughs>